What a start to the weekend for the Apple Sox on Friday night as they pick up a 14-3 victory over the Bend Elks. Entering play, the Apple Sox were already eliminated from a first-half playoff spot but began the night in fourth place in hold of the last playoff spot but pick up a win to pick up their seventh win in the last ten games. Going up against a tough Bend Elks squad. Bend, you'll recall, swept the Apple Sox to open up the season June 3rd through 5th but Wenatchee able to respond a month later and pick up a gigantic victory against the Elks. The Apple Sox scoring seven runs in the bottom of the sixth inning, also scored four runs in the bottom of the fifth inning, pouring it on offensively, just two runs short of their season high for runs scored in a game. That's still 16 from June 6th when they defeated the Port Angeles lefties 6-2. However, Wenatchee hitting three home runs in this one. That's their most in a single game this season. Two of them came in the same inning. First, it was Luke Stuka with a solo home run in the second, which gave the Apple Sox a 2-1 lead, and that would be a lead they, they would hold on to for the rest of the game. Again, get your tickets now at saferseating.com. The 2-1 is swung on, hit hard out toward right field, twisting and turning and unable to make the play because it's over the fence for a home run. Luke Stuka with a leadoff shot here to start the second inning, and the Apple Sox take a 2-1 to one lead. Stuka's first of the season, and the Apple Sox have their first lead of the night, and Stuka's solo shot marks the second straight day that the Apple Sox have led off an inning with a homer. That one got out in a hurry, and with the way it was going to right with the sunshine, it was gonna be hard to tell if it did get out, but it did. Leaves the bat at 102 miles per hour on the exit velocity and travels 364 feet. They got one in the first inning. Ben scored first, a two-out single in the top half of the first. Matt Hallback tied it back up with a single in the bottom half to score Joichiro Oyama. Runner at third base, leadoff single, stolen base in a throwing error. As this ball swung on hit up the middle, and that will be enough to tie this one up. Wenatchee answers right back after giving up a run in the top of the first by scoring in the bottom half. RBI single for Matt Hallback for his ninth RBI of the year. One-to-one -one ball game as we reset here in the bottom of the first inning. And from there, the Apple Sox were able to get some big runs and get this victory. As in the fifth inning, they were only leading 3-2 to two going into the bottom of the frame. Got a lot of big hits, though. Ivar Kent, a RBI double, scoring Enzo Apodaca after a leadoff walk. He's loved playing at home, entering tonight his first nine games of the season, hitting 472 at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Swings and connects on one that goes out toward right center field. Long run over, unable to make the play. Casper, it bounces into the corner, gets stuck at the bottom of the fence. Apodaca turning all the way around third. He's going to be sent home. The relay is not in time. He slides ahead of it safe, and it's an RBI double for Iva Arquette. He makes it four to two Apple Sox here in the fifth inning. Two RBI double later from C.J. Horn. No team has scored multiple runs in an inning, and that might change here. A swing of the drive out towards center field. Long run bat for Casper, and it is off the fence. Extra bases for C.J. Horn. Arquette scores. Stuka takes a big turn. He will score. C.J. Horn drives in a pair. It's a three-run inning for Wenatchee here in the fifth inning. Horn wouldn't be finished. He had a two-run homer in the next inning, drove in four runs in this ballgame.
They've been ridiculous offensively. This is now the fourth time in their last six games that the Apple Sox have scored 10 or more runs as Horn puts a charge into one. Out to left field. This ball is gone. Second home run of the inning for the Apple Sox and the third of the season for C.J. Horn. It's a six-run sixth inning for Wenatchee. And before that, Brandon Ponce hit a three-run homer after Enzo Apodaca's RBI single. And Apodaca is going to drive him in here with an opposite field single, and it's eight to two Apple Sox. They're having fun tonight, and they've added another run. But he allowed three inherited runners to score as Ponce swings and drives one to right field, and this one is gone. Brandon Ponce's third home run of the season is a three-run shot. The Sox are having fun tonight. Four runs across, four hitters into the sixth inning as Wenatchee pours it on here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Back-to-back, four-run frames, second home run of the game. Ponce's third of the season as he sends it 386 feet over the right field fence at a 95-mile-per-hour exit velocity. We're joined in the broadcast booth by C.J. Horn after his big night at the plate. Uh, not quite a 5-for-5 five five in the scorebook, but technically reaching base all five times that he stepped up to the plate in this game. CJ, you had it going with a stick tonight. We were just talking a moment ago. You had your struggles entering this one. Ophir last 17 at the plate over the last five games heading into tonight's game. What changed tonight to help you get going in the right direction with the bat again? Just sticking with the process every day. Just staying with my plan and uh, BP, just sticking with the plan and... You know, finally uh, finally got some pitches to drive in some good uh, situations and didn't miss my pitch. So, You were so busy behind the plate to start the season. You caught 11 of the first 12 games in league play. I imagine you were inevitably pretty tired <laughs> at some point <laughs> along sure. the way. You think that might have contributed a little bit to a tough week of, after that? For sure. I know the Bellingham series, I was counting down the days to, <laughs> until yeah. um, Ezra and, and Andrew showed up. But uh, once they came back and... Now, now a little rest in between days. Yep. Uh, my leg's feeling a little fresh behind the plate and at the plate, so that's helping a lot. So that's what I was going to ask next is how are you feeling now? You had some time off. You didn't make the trip to Canada, so you got some time there, much needed, and now the stick's coming back for you here. How does it feel to have be a little bit more well-rested and swinging the bat really hot right now? Definitely, definitely boost your confidence, that's for sure. So uh, looking forward to keeping it up. Let's talk about your two extra base hits in this one. Let's start with the double because... It was pretty clear with your home run off the bat that was going to leave the ballpark. Your double, though, in the fifth inning, I thought you were probably more likely to hit a, uh, you hit it a little bit harder. Uh, take me through that one. Did you think that double was gone off the bat by chance? Oh, for sure. And I'll say my prayers. It's it's deep out to center field, and earlier in the year I snuck one out, so I was hoping for for a grand slam as well. So I was hoping hoping a little repeat on that, and I see it. I saw it hit the middle of the fence, and. Uh, all good. Um, I was glad to get the next one in the air. So. <laughs> You're being too humble. Your grand slam earlier this year clanked off the uh, flagpole in center field. But <laughs> C.J. Horn joining us on the broadcast here. You've got three home runs so far this summer. You're finding that long ball swing. It's not something that you're obviously going are, – are you someone – some people admit they go up to the plate trying to hit home runs. Are you trying to hit balls out of the park every time you get up there? I'm just trying to go gap to gap, get some doubles, but when the ball flies out, that's that's the best feeling. Yeah, it sure does. Well, CJ, thank you for joining us here tonight. Well, you know what? The last thing I wanted to ask you since we're standing next to him, talk to me about your starting pitcher tonight. Chase Matheny was brilliant for the second straight time. You didn't get to catch him last week. What you like about him tonight? Oh, he, he filled it up with all three pitches and – just attacked, no walks. Uh, slider was nasty. He, he was getting it down for a strike and for a strikeout. So 
just fun to watch. He's very fun to, fun to catch when he fills up the zone. Absolutely. Well, CJ, thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Next time, maybe on a Grand Slam. For sure. <laughs> CJ Horn joining us after the Apple Sox big win tonight, taking down the Bend Elks 14-3 in the series opener. What a great start to the weekend. We're now joined in the broadcast booth by a former member of the Bend Elks. He played for them last season. Now with the Apple Sox, got a pitch against his former team. It's Chase Matheny after he went five strong innings, two runs, only one earned on five hits, two walks, and five strikeouts. Uh, Chase, you've made back-to-back -back starts here now. You're kind of settling into a groove as a starter after getting yourself worked up a little bit. Uh, what was clicking for you here tonight because you were on a pretty good groove the whole night? Uh, this season has definitely been my slider. Uh, going into the summer season, it's definitely been the pitch that I want to progress on and get a lot better because I mean I'm pretty new to the pitching side of, of baseball but uh, I'm starting to get the hang of it put it for a strike put it in the dirt just starting to put it where exactly where I want to and uh, past couple outings I've just been able to do exactly that and things have gone my way good defense behind me I just try to put the ball over the plate so they can hit it to my guys and get in the get in the dugout early and uh, make some noise with the sticks just like CJ did tonight so yeah, you've gotten some great run support in your two starts so far. You had the six-run first inning last Thursday against Victoria, and now they go out and score 14 runs for you tonight. Talk to me about your transition. I, I think it's one of the more interesting ones. You're in the later stages of your college career making this kind of switch. You did it this past year. was your first year pretty much as primarily a pitcher only. You had a couple of at-bats in there. But what, what was behind that decision, and what's it been like making the switch as you're still kind of learning some stuff? Um, you know, uh, I started making my progression uh, towards the later half of the fall. And, uh, I mean, they just wanted me to throw some bullpens. And uh, they liked what they saw. Started to get a lot better. Kept with it. And uh, worked pretty hard to put together a pretty good solid season. And uh, we're just trying to build on it right now and uh, really lock it in and trying to unlock some unlock some new stuff uh, going into the next year for sure. We talked a lot about the run support in this one, but frankly the bulk of it came after you left the ball game because you tossed the top of the fifth, you exit, the Apple Sox score four runs in the bottom half. So you were pitching in a pretty close game here throughout. What was that like for you compared to that first time around? Because you kind of had to, you were pretty much knowing facing a potent offense here and at any point in time they might be able to tie or take the lead. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, important. Uh, importance of every pitch. Uh, even from the get-go, if it's close game, if it's not, uh, every pitch you got to have uh, some intent behind it. Do it with a purpose, because it's just like that. One pitch and things can slip away. One pass ball, one walk, one blooper—you never know. So, uh, just being able to execute every pitch to the best of your ability and uh, makes up for a lot of success. What's one thing you want to work on after this one, despite how good it was for you? Um, the walks. I want zero. The goal is obviously zero walks, but and take them as they come. Obviously. Uh, lose control for one batter and right back in it but uh, I want to minimize on don't want to be a walk guy I hate uh, watching it hate having to put my guys through that so uh, the goal is zero walks obviously but we'll uh, have to work a little harder to do that one start at a time pretty good through your first two Chase thanks for joining us we'll talk to you hopefully after your next one yes for sure thank you I'm Joel Norman and we're joined by the head coach of the Wenatchee Apple Sox Mitch Darlington who is, we might have to check his bats right now, the way this offense is rolling. Need to see if they're corked or see if Albert Bell got into the locker room and had uh, something, maybe George Brett put a little bit too much uh, pine tar on them. But, uh, Coach, these the bats are hot right now. The socks are hot. I think this is, what, six straight games now, scoring at least seven or more runs. Five of the last six, you've scored nine or more. And not a coincidence, you've won five of the last six games, seven of the last ten overall. The offense is the big talking point, so we start with that. 
hit three balls out of the yard tonight. What has been done recently to change things? Is it something where guys have relaxed to the plate? What is the thing that you're noticing from the dugout that has led to a difference? Yeah, we uh we've just been preaching, you know, staying aggressive early in counts. I think uh early on in the season when we were struggling offensively, a lot of guys just were getting a little too uh a little too uh tight on the pitch selection and uh you know, we just want to cut it loose, get in there early, get a good pitch to hit and and find something you can drive. Um and so just attacking fastballs early and uh, it's paying off for our lineup. This was a very tight ball game halfway through it. And we were going into the bottom of the 5th inning. You guys led 3-2, to two, but I love the way you guys battled early on in this one. They scored a run, you got it back, and you added a couple more after that. I don't know about you, I thought that in the fourth inning with the bases loaded, one out, Ben able to get out of it. I was worried for a moment that might be a turning point in the game. And that's something that momentum is such a funny thing in baseball is something like that can completely flip it around. Was there anything said in the dugout after that of like, you know, hey, stay the course here and we'll get them? Yeah, yeah. We just, uh, talking through it as a lineup, you know, it felt like we were just knocking on the door every inning and, you know, kind of uh, cracking away at it. And um, we were just right there waiting for that kind of that two-out hit or that big hit that really would get us going. And um, like you said, baseball is a game of momentum. And, um, you know, our guys feed off of that. When we sense something and we uh, sense blood in the water, our lineup kind of gets going. And um, we have a tendency as of late, man, we we just put up a big number in one inning and uh, um, the wheels kind of come off. Yeah, just get it done. Obviously, the wheels came off with the seven runs in the sixth inning, four runs before that. Let's start. Let's talk about your starting pitcher, Chase Matheny. We just had him on, and we were talking about how the game that he was pitching in, it wasn't exactly a blowout yet. He was pitching with a one-run lead as much as a two-run lead. What did you like from him? This was a much different type of outing for him than a week ago because he wasn't heading onto the rubber already with a six-run lead. He was pitching in a tight game, and he had to pitch out of giving up the game's first run as well. Yeah, yeah, no, Chase uh, Chase is, a, is just an absolute bulldog on the mound. Um, you know, even with a guy, you know, a couple guys booted a ball behind him, and I think that first one might have been unearned, um, and he just bounced right back, fills up the zone, um, and, and attacks hitters. Uh, he, great composure on the mound, you can see that. You know, he's a guy that's played in the West Coast League before, um, heading into a senior year of baseball, and you can tell just, you know, nothing really rattles him, and he's just going to bounce right back and uh, go attack the next hitter. What's that been like working with a guy who's so new to pitching in general? Uh, you, there's a lot you guys are kind of teaching him. That's a unique opportunity, I would think, for you and the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's different for sure. Um, it, it's exciting because of of how well he's succeeding so early on, and uh, um, and he's just he's just soaking everything up. He he wants to learn more. He's constantly talking with Vaughn, Marcus, and all of us as a coaching staff, and you know just trying to get better at what 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 you know finding little ways to get better and what he can do to get better so um he he's been fun to work with let's talk about this offense some more you had three home runs in this game there was a stretch here where you guys went nine consecutive games without a home run we talked today and it's i'm losing track of how many home runs there's been in the last few days you've homered in all but one game since last saturday which you had two home runs in that well last friday you hit one and you had two the next day you had three today's game. My point is it's been ridiculous. The ball's been leaving the yard. What's changing with guys in that sense? Especially certain players like, you know, C.J. Horn and Brandon Ponce. They came into this week slumping. Ponce has hit two home runs this week. Horn has a huge day, nearly hit two out today. Let's highlight those two. What have they been doing right as of late? Yeah, that's just, you know, a lot of that is just that's just baseball. You know, you uh, 
you hit something soft and it finds a way to get down and you you know and then you come up the next time and you square a baseball up and it's right at somebody and so just kind of working through those ebbs and flows and you know kind of staying with your approach and staying aggressive and just hunting a good pitch early um you know and like like we talked about a little bit earlier you know baseball's a game of momentum when you see someone else you know crush a ball to dead center like cj you know it's kind of kind of makes the game a little more fun when you're coming up to bat and uh and uh momentum's on your side yeah, the home runs were certainly contagious in this one. Tomorrow night is your first fireworks night, and I've been hyping this up all week. So, <laughs> fans, if you're listening, let's get a couple extra people in there just because of this because I want it to be a good one tomorrow. But uh, it's got to be exciting for you. We've heard about this a lot, uh, and the way you guys have been playing, you've got to feel really good heading into a big night like this, which in a lot of ways is the highlight of the summer, unless, of course, there's a playoff berth, which we're hoping for. But what excites you about tomorrow night's game? I mean, are we going to expect some more fireworks throughout the night before the game? <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the the most exciting thing is we have a chance to go win our four straight series in a row. Um, and this team's really just buying into one day at a time. Um, I like, I love where we're at. Um, you know, there's a looseness. There's a comfortability. Guys are just really meshing right now, right at this halfway point of the season. Um and we're just taking care of business. We're just going about it one day at a time and focusing on that, that game that night. And, um, and, and, you know, we got, we got some of the best fans in the West coast league here at Paul Thomas every night, you know, we, uh, we feed off of that. So we, we, we love when this place is rocking and this place is loud. So. Well, if you score 14 tomorrow night, I'm, I'm telling you, if there was a roof here, it would get blown <laughs> off by the fifth, the fifth inning if you if you do that. But we've talked about this group, uh, how they've come together over the road trip, you know, and that's continuing into the homestand. How have you carried the momentum in knowing that, you know, you have players who are kind of rejoining the team who missed the road trip, some really big contributors, guys who have contributed huge this week, in addition to a couple new faces. We saw Davis Spencer for the first time of the week. How is the identity of this team able to be – kept in line with everyone as they've come and gone this summer yeah i think it's just meshing um you know everyone gelling together but not only that just having a little bit of competitive competitiveness uh among the team you know we got we're about two deep at every position spot um three in our middle infield and, and so um you know that competitive edge where you know you got to produce if you want to be in our lineup and you got to play hard to be in our lineup and you got to do little things well to get in this lineup so um it, it kind of holds guys accountable, and and you know you you don't know if you're going to be in our lineup if you if you're not playing well and you're not focused and coming to the yard and doing the little things every day right. So um, I think that's a big thing as well. You were saying it before we went on, and your hardest decision has been picking a DH on a daily basis. You know, there's a lot of guys who are deserving, a lot of guys who can play the field who are DHing. A nice problem to have, for sure. Right. Yep, yep. I love that. <laughs> well, Mitch, thank you for joining us. Enjoy fireworks night tomorrow. Let's put on a show once again. All right, let's do it. Prior to Friday's game, I had a chance to catch up with Apple Sox infielder Xander Orhudos. Give a listen. Xander, you're playing over at third base tonight. We were just talking about that a moment ago. Uh, you, you haven't played there at all this summer so far. What's your familiarity with that position? Um, not too much. I haven't played over there too much, but I'll play anywhere. You know, I just want to be in the lineup, uh, and wherever I get to play is where I get to play. So you played a lot of second, a lot of DH, and frankly, between you and Joey Chiro Oyama, it's a tough decision every day. So it seems like one of you is always DHing if the other's in the field. Uh, what's that? What's that like knowing you pretty much can get it into the lineup anyway, though, because of how your bat's going right now? Um, it's good. I mean, it's not just mine though; it's everyone. So it's it's pretty easy when. Like I said before, when someone in front of you gets a hit, it's easy for me to go up there with, with no, uh, no pressure. So. Yeah. 
you were originally signed to be back with the Apple Sox back in 2019. You were signed, feels like a long time ago now, but obviously it didn't work out that year, but then you're able to come this year. What's it like being able to play somewhere fairly close to home? Because you're an Ellensburg native, so I imagine you've been able to get over there a couple of times here. Yeah, um, so it's it's everything because my family is just an hour away, so I see them a lot more. Uh, during school ball, they didn't get to see me play at all, except for on the live stream. So it's everything, especially to them. So. A little bit further away, you're over at Jamestown. What was that like getting to play this year? The last two years, injuries kind of got in the way. You were at Georgia Gwinnett, never got a chance to get in though. Now you got a full season and you're kind of carrying that into the summer, the momentum from that. What was that like just to have a normal season this year? Uh, it's a blessing, you know. I, I hung up my cleats and I was bummed about it, but I thought I was done. So started my life with family business and, and I'm happy to be back now. How did the opportunity present itself for you to kind of get back into playing again? I had a buddy at Jamestown, and he just called me just being a friend and mm -hmm. asked how I was doing, and he's like, do you want to come play? And I'm like, eh, if the situation's right, and it ended up being right, so I'm happy. What was your favorite moment from this past spring besides just getting out and playing once again? Seeing a new place, honestly. Like, Jamestown wasn't... The warmest place, but it's new, you know, and there's new people. I like that. Yeah, it's a certainly a neat experience. Yeah. Chatting with Xander Orhudos ahead of tonight's game between the Apple Sox and the Bend Elks. You guys have been rolling offensively as of late, and it's kind of fitting you're going into a series with Bend, who you were part of the team that first weekend of the season when Bend took all three games. What do you guys think needs to be done this weekend to pick up at least a series victory against the Elks? I think what we need to do is what we've been doing, you know throw strikes, play good defense, and then on the other end of things, get back in the dugout and, and just trust our swings and see the ball well, stay the other way, and just keep doing what we're doing. Well, you played two of the three days, and both of those days in the Kelowna series were all victory, so we're hoping that for that again here tonight. What was the best thing you thought that you guys did, especially when you were a part of the games? You won against the Kelowna because fill in the blank. We were in the game. I feel like Early on in the season, we had guys moving in and out and leaving the team, and we didn't really know each other. Now I think we have a, a good team chemistry, and we're in the game, and we know who's where, and it's more of like a flow thing, you know? Yeah, it's all coming together, and it sure feels like it, winning three straight series here. Xander, thanks for joining us. Go get him tonight. Appreciate it. That'll do it for this edition of the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope to see you one of the final two games this weekend as the Apple Sonics wrap up this series and the first half against the Bend Elks. 7.05 p.m. Saturday night and then 1.05, a quick turnaround on Sunday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Wenatchee Apple Sonics podcast.